Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Forward Progress, powered by the Hammer Betting Network. I'm your host, Rob Pizzola, joined as always by my co-host, Clive Bixby, with the NBA Jam in the background. How's it going? I got beat up today. All right. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about uh, the, the fact that our YouTube chat is currently sweating the Cowboys and Colts as well, uh, which I got a second half play uh, going on as well. Uh, we're live right now on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. For those of you watching on Twitter, if you do want to hop over to the YouTube channel and get comments in, we can answer questions throughout the show. Uh, we do like to incorporate your comments into the broadcast. If not, you want to watch on Twitter, that is entirely fine. For those who are new here, we're going to recap the entire week that was. That was. We're going to look ahead to Monday Night Football, and then we're going to play a guessing game of where the lines will move for next week's games. Both sides and totals. If you can't stick around for the full show, that's no problem at all. The episode is available in full in podcast form when you wake up tomorrow morning on Spotify and on Apple Music. All right, Clive, talk to me. You got cream today. What was what was the damage? Uh, it was about a full unit overall. Um, Thursday was fine. I had the under in that game, and I had Buffalo. Um, I didn't get Buffalo until Thursday night. I thought that price just dropped too, too much to get down to, you know, Three and a half. Uh, but today, what did I lose with? One with the Vikings, which I know is opposite of you, and I don't feel good about it. Um, the Browns-Texans, I had that over 46. Good I had the number. Rams, yeah, I had the Rams-Seahawks 42 under. and Ooh, I got we were, So we were opposites there on that one. I did not buy off or buy back once I heard the Donald news. Um, mm. I considered it, but I – decided to to lay off and then i'm forgetting one what am i forgetting oh jacksonville yeah that was awful oh and i went with green bay i went with green bay today too Ooh, that was a little bit of a dirty one a little bit it of was. a dirty victory uh but yeah. we take them we take them however they come doesn't matter i mean I'm, i wouldn't complain um so we had two losers on the show today then because i i had a took a small loss this week basically juiced out um a little bit more than that but i gotta tell you man like that the Jets loss again, it just it's just feels like the most painful experience possible. Like six trips into the red zone, one touchdown. They punt two times in the game. The Vikings punt six times. I know that part of this was score dependent because Minnesota did lead for the majority of the game. You can't dismiss yep. that entirely, but just the way that it played out felt like a massive kick in the nuts at the end of the day, losing Jets plus three. Um, I think if Mike White has maybe six to eight more starts under his belt too. Maybe he doesn't make some of the mistakes or he's a little bit sharper too. Um, he overall didn't look bad. He was able to move the ball. Like you said, score dependent, but um, I, uh, I don't feel like even though I got, you know, the three to good number, I don't feel like I was on the right side of that game. Yeah. 
I mean, at the end of the day, I'd rather be on the wrong side and win my bet is the reality of the situation. Um, you know, already Eric says I'll bet against the Vikings again next week. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's number dependent, which we'll get into. Like people think I'm just uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep betting against the Vikings. I'm betting against the Vikings because my numbers tell me to bet against the Vikings. But maybe at some point there's a reverse in the market and all of a sudden they're they're undervalued. I just feel like they're they're quite overvalued right now with where we've seen them over the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, it was a decent day over. It, it could just like every Sunday, a few things swing in your favor and you're having a winning week. I completely misread the Dolphins 49ers game though. And we talked about that on forward progress last Sunday night. I'm like, I'm very like, I'm pretty sure this is going to close San Fran minus three. Cause I think that that can be like the only number in the game and no, the 49ers just took money. Now, granted offensive line injuries for Miami, they're without Armstead, their left yeah. tackle Armstead. Right. So that factors into it, but you get a backup quarterback mid game, not only a backup, the guy drafted last in the draft and Brock Purdy. And uh, I mean, really it was a pretty comfortable win for the 49ers. Like Tua played horribly and they, the 49ers dominated the game for the most part. So I, I completely missed that one. Yeah. Um, I think that was the one that we got most wrong. Uh, I thought at worst it would stay three and a half and just stay three and a half all week, but I really did think it would move towards, towards three. Um, But you know, the Dolphins defense is not strong and I feel like that's been maybe hiding under wraps and we're hiding in plain sight, I should say, but it, it is what it is. 49ers did enough to, to win and the Dolphins couldn't move the ball against, you know, they couldn't score. Just not yeah. a good game for them. All right, let's move Mike on. Prescott uh, so... is awful. <laughs> Sorry, well, I just saw a he, comment. He called him Dak Briscott, Briscoe. which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Briscott is awful. Right. Uh, yes. Okay, um, let's move into our thoughts. Um, what did you feel strongly about this week that was confirmed by today's games? In all honesty, I feel like I was so wrong about so much this week that there wasn't a ton. I'm just, I, I'm being honest. Um, always, I'll always be transparent. Uh, that the Giants and the Commanders are pretty much the same or, or yep. close to it. That That is really the only thing that I can come uh, come away with positively. I mean, maybe if, you know, Wolford doesn't run for that, you know, fourth and two, that game ends differently and it's an under. Uh you know, Seattle maybe doesn't run out the clock, so to speak, but, you know, maybe that score changes the game state. That was it, really. I mean, I was wrong about a lot more than I was right. Uh, how about you? So for me, I've been harping on the Steelers are not actually bad for a while now, and they win another game against a team that's worse than them. But market, you know, was kind of at a pick, swung back and forth all week, got that one right. So I felt pretty happy about that overall. Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals, I post uh, weekly power rankings to the Hammer HQ Twitter account every week. I get the same responses every week. How do you have the Bengals so high? They haven't beaten anybody. And now I can finally put that shit to rest and say they finally have beaten somebody. There's a reason I had them this high. I think the Bengals are a legit Super Bowl contender. I don't think anyone could argue that at this point anymore. Like they just beat the Chiefs. I, I don't know what I'm else looking yeah, I'm looking forward to see what you think the number should be. Um, we could probably talk about what we would have had it before the week and how much we think it might be different. Um, but that, all right, so that was a game where I could not 
get myself to take the Chiefs. I thought the Bengals were the right side. I didn't bet it, so you know, transparent there. But I could not, I could not get myself to bet the Chiefs. I thought the Bengals were the right side. So I I made that game exactly KC minus two and a half. That was my number on the game. That was kind of where the market settled and closed. But I kept trying to talk myself into betting the Chiefs all week, and I kept saying to myself. Am I just like not capturing something where you get, you just need Mahomes to win basically, right? Like how many of those opportunities do you get where you're basically somewhat removing the spread of the game, right? Now, obviously Casey could win by one or two, but it's just like need Mahomes to win. And I kept talking myself into it and talk, and I never, I luckily never bet that. Um, I heard you on pizza buffet say something like that today. Same, same type of thing. I, right. I talked myself into Jacksonville today. It's, it's the worst thing when you talk yourself into something and it, does not pan out. Yeah, I like. I don't like to go against my numbers. So ultimately, I was like, if I could get a a, a no vig bet in this game, so basically crosses someone else who likes the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But I reached out to a couple people, and they're like, no, nah, we don't have interest in that side. We like the Chiefs or whatever. So I said, okay, no, I'm, that, that's it. I'm done. But those are the two ones that stand out to me. Um, last week we talked about. I, t- I talked about Mike White is definitely an upgrade over Zach Wilson. Um, that I think is confirmed at this point, like hundred percent confirmed. Oh, I would agree with that too. Yeah. Um, for sure. And the other one I mentioned was Houston is a dead team. And by the way, Houston is a dead team. Like they, they, they gave up two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown today. Like they're, why is, why is Kyle Allen starting for the Houston Texans? Like at least like all the options are terrible. Davis Mills, okay, he's not going to mount it, but like, why is Kyle Allen the starting quarterback at this point? I guess it's maybe like a tank special. I, I mean, if there wasn't gambling on NFL, I, I think Houston might shut it down. I mean, I think they might just call it. Like, nobody wants to watch them play. Like, I was interested in this game because I bet on it. That's the only interest I had in watching what Houston would do. It's really just rough. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was more so like a, the complete opposite end of the ball. Like, how's the Browns offense going to look with Deshaun Watson? It looked terrible, by the way, because the the, the Texans defense is, is atrocious and the Browns offense really couldn't move it. But uh, that was it. I think so. Like the, the couple things I thought last week, I think were confirmed this week. Um, and now we see, you know, the Bengals and Steelers. I'll, I'll be on those trains going forwards. Uh, Jet Blue Amigo says, Kelsey doesn't fumble, Chiefs likely win. However, Burroughs is as good as any QB in the league. I will say that the the biggest impact on whether or not the Chiefs won this game, obviously the fumble hurts them, but Andy Reid trying the 55-yard field goal instead of going for it with Mahomes, to me was like, uh, this is not like, in hindsight, they missed the field goal, I would have never kicked it. It's like, you have the best quarterback in the league, like maybe just trust your offense to pick up some yards on fourth down rather than kicking a 55 yarder, which is what, like probably 50% chance, maybe lower than that. Uh, Harrison Butker though is a good kicker. So I thought that really swung the game in the Bengals favor. I didn't like that decision either. And that was not in retrospect. It was, it just seemed like not optimal for that team given that dynamic. So I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. I thought that was pretty brutal. All right. Other end of the spectrum. Anything change your opinion of a team moving forward? You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I think I've been undervaluing the Jets. Um, for sure. Uh I think we're going to have to get Clive back here in a second. We will see the Am old back? Sun- We're back. You got, we got you back. All right. Um, what I was saying was, uh, although I bet on Jacksonville, it doesn't mean I'm going to be all of a sudden high in Detroit. Uh, what else? What else have I changed my opinion on? Maybe I downgrade the Titans. I know we've said that they seem to be undervalued in the market every week. Um, Finally, this is the week where the numbers move in their favor and then they just get smoked. Uh, so there was that. And then, you know, we have two major, potentially major injuries, one for sure. I don't know. I haven't seen any updates on Lamar Jackson. It doesn't seem like he's confirmed out for a period of time yet. I haven't seen it. Um, Jimmy G, I saw out for the year. Right. So Lamar, they said not a long term injury, it's more of a day to day slash weekly variety um so i'm not expecting him to start next week it is a game against the steelers who knows though we'll find out more as the week goes on that was a weird one because like lamar has now two weeks ago had a hip injury which he didn't practice for a couple days this past week he had wasn't practicing with a groin injury then he leaves today with a knee injury so three different injuries have been reported on for Lamar, um, but obviously severe enough that um, he wasn't able to come back into the game. For me, it's definitely the Titans that like they just they got clobbered today. Like they they theoretically had as a good a matchup as you want in terms of I mean not the bet like you, they could have been playing Houston for example instead of Philadelphia, but it's a team that has struggled to defend the run. And they just couldn't run the ball on the Eagles today. And you could say, yeah, Jordan Davis was back for Philadelphia. I don't know if that, you know, had like a a monumental impact on the game. But if we break it down, I mean, the Titans had 209 net yards of total offense, 3.9 yards per play. Uh, Their success rate on offense was 29%. That's one of the lowest numbers I've seen all season. And I look at the Broncos numbers every single week. So... um, (laughs) I think that's the team that, you know, I'm questioning going forwards and we're going to have an interesting one next week with Tennessee and Jacksonville, because I think those are two teams that collectively are getting downgraded the most this week. And they just happen to be playing each other. Yeah. I, that, that's a game. I'm going to have a little bit of a difficult time trying to figure out how much they're going to overreact. Um, I mean, when Jacksonville, can't get much done against the Detroit defense indoors. Weather's not a factor. I, I have a hard time putting a lot of faith into them as a, as a team, just in general. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I, I'm trying to remember what I said last week. Okay. So last week I said that I changed my opinion on the Ravens because they can't close games. And honestly, I came very close to laying it with the Ravens this week. And then I just decided I'm not going to. And we got like another one of these Ravens performances. Now, granted, obviously Lamar Jackson gets hurt. The Ravens offense stunk with Lamar Jackson today when he was in the game. 
Now, I'm not saying that he couldn't have turned that around, but something is that Baltimore is just they, they're giving me bad vibes. Like they're they're finding ways to not look like an elite team right now. And I'm ultimately extremely concerned about that team going forwards. So this isn't data that I, I truly have or look at, but I, I'd just be interested the last three weeks. What are the what are the major defensive schemes that have been run against the Ravens? Um, because they've just been, like you said, they have been very, very bad. And the talent that was there week one, week two, I mean, who's missing? Um, Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Um, and Dobbins, right? But Dobbins yeah. really wasn't a huge factor in the beginning of the season anyway, because he was dealing with injuries anyway. Right. So, I mean, other than Bateman, they still should be able to do more than they're doing offensively. It's it's just like this wide receiving core is Devin Duvernay, Demarcus mm-hmm. Robinson, and now Deshaun Jackson becomes their third receiver who they signed off the street a couple weeks ago to be like their deep threat. It's not it's not working. Like it's and has he ever been has Lamar Jackson ever been a guy who's been great throwing outside of the numbers anyway? So is he somebody that's really taken advantage of a good wide receiver, even if he had it? Um, no, but they never really had it. So it's kind of like, well, I guess they did, but, um, they've never had like an elite group of receivers there never uh, under Lamar Jackson. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the situation there. Um, what else did I say last week? Oh, the Seahawks defense concerning, still concerning, very much so concerning as, uh, Malik Hooker just, uh, brings in a fumble six for the Dallas Cowboys. Which is can we like, uh can we relax on the Trevor Lawrence is good train now? Thank you. Dan. I, I, I yeah. like that comment from Dan as well. Yeah. Um I I was never on that train, so I'm not gonna relax relax off of it. But like he, he's gonna give you a pretty wide range of performances, I think, Lawrence, right? And there's gonna be days where he just looks like dog shit, and there's gonna be days where he plays well, but uh, I just I got hammered last week because of a tweet that I made that said, you know, and this was after what I considered really poor ball security another fumble and uh you know i said he hasn't really progressed much has he i didn't say he was the worst quarterback in the world anything like that but that was before he has this game-winning drive against you know the ravens and plays his heart out in the fourth quarter which was great but that doesn't change my perception of him just because of of one good quarter of play you know it's uh you know what you know what it is that gets me and like me and you think in the same way Maybe, maybe if we had like a third different type of thinking person on this show, they could make the argument for the other side, but that, that's not who me and you are. So much of what bothers me is like narrative driven in the NFL, right? It's like, okay, Trevor Lawrence, like come from behind, win against Baltimore, leads the touchdown drive. And like all of a sudden, this is what's turned the season around for them. Like because of that one drive, they've got it going forward. It's like, Tom Brady in Germany beats, you know, beats the Seahawks. And like, this is turning around his season, like, or that, that Rams game, that, that final drive turn around the season. It's like, no, the offense still sucks. Like it's going to continue to suck. And I feel like the same thing's true for the Jags. Like we, we've seen a, a very wide range of performances from Lawrence this year. And there's games where he's got it together, but he's very inconsistent. And I think that's, that's the case. I mean, this is a good question. Who's better, Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, so, I mean, if if you're asking, who do I take today to win a game? 
it's dependent on so many things, really, right? Like the team, the scheme they run. I'm probably going to take Lawrence. I think he just has more upside in any given game. Distribution, and I know this is like geeky, corny, whatever, but like his upside is better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a little bit more distributed in this area, whereas Trevor Lawrence, I think, has has this. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a chance as he develops potentially to stay and shift and move out here, whereas Mac Jones is, I think, unfortunately, just that in the center kind of guy. Yeah, like I think Mac Jones's ceiling is like an average quarterback, right? Same. Um, all right, we move on Monday night football for those who are listening on Monday, we will do a quick preview of Monday night football, pull up the odds here, courtesy of Betstamp. You can download Betstamp on your Android or iOS devices. You can check out the app at betstamp.app. I must've missed the movement on this one. Cause I wasn't paying attention to it, but we're now off of four to three and a half, um, across the market. Total is pretty much settled on four at 41. Um, I do want to talk about the total because I saw this going around on Twitter today, but I guess there's some sort of trend of divisional games under this year that people are just like blindly betting because it's hit at a staggering clip. And this would qualify again tomorrow. Again, like I put absolutely zero stock into that whatsoever now that the number has moved as much as it has Clive, like I had a, an opinion on the saints, but I don't think I'm running to bet this at three and a half at this point. No, we, um, we talked about this one last week as one that we thought would open high and then blow through the six and it did. So the opposite of being right, like we were on the, uh, on what game was that on the dolphins 49ers game, I'm looking for what we had for the total. I thought we said 40 and a half was the total, what we would have as a total right now. It's at 41, it opened 40, 39 and a half, 40 and a half. Now it's up to 41. I, I don't see enough value at three and a half to bet either team. Um, if the Bucks get to a full three, a, a cheaper three, that's the only way I could see myself going. It's also really tough because Tampa Bay's just got like a laundry list of uh, injuries on the injury report right now. They're going to be missing both of their starting safeties, Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards technically are not ruled out, but they're both doubtful. That usually means that they're missing. Sean Murphy bunting is doubtful to play. They're nickel corner as well. Vita Vea is questionable. Akeem Hicks, Tristan Wirfs, uh, Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette. I'm Not that I think Leonard Fournette matters, but there's just a lot of guys, a lot of moving pieces that, um, that, that can be played uh, or, or like can be in and out that could swing this game one way or another. Personally, I still lean Saints at three and a half. I think you just have like missed your opportunity at this point. Um, but like if I was in a pick'em pool where the number was three and a half right now, I'd take New Orleans. Sure. Yeah. You have you made a bet on this game at all, or you passed completely? I passed completely. I missed the Saints number that I wanted. Yeah. That got that I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that got blow you know, we do forward progress, we don't look at the spreads. As soon as we go off the air, as we sign off, me and Clive kind of pull up the spreads and look at them and see where we were right and where we were wrong. And I went to bed Sunday night and it was six, I believe, in that game. And I woke up in the morning and I'm pretty sure that number was like four. It, it, it just got went from five and a half to four and a half to four all in Monday morning. And I should have made a play Sunday night, but I was like, eh, see what see what develops. Which was stupid, it is what it there is. was no way it was going to six and a half. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. I, there, was, there was only way that one way that number was going, and that was down. All right. Uh, let's get into it. We are going to go through week 14, game by game. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Guess the spread in total and where the market is going to move. Um, for those who are new here in the comments, please, if you actually have seen the spreads already, try to avoid. Um, if you haven't, make some guesses alongside with us, which way you think the market will move, which teams will catch money, which total will catch money. Uh, we do have six teams on a bye week next week. So this is more of an abbreviated version of, uh, of the, you know, the full picture, um, which is kind of fun when we have full 16 games. But we'll do the 13 games. And we will start, as always, as we go rotation number order with the Thursday night football game, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the hot Las Vegas Raiders. So question one would be, would you upgrade the Raiders at all this week? And this is this team I've been wrong on all year. So I don't see why that would change now, but do you leave them the same? I, I, I'm, I haven't got a Raiders game right in years. It, I should have bet the Raiders today. I, I missed the early number. Then I still had a little bit of value and then it got away. And I was like, just, I, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But like two games today where we saw big time offensive line injuries was Miami left tackle and right tackle and the chargers center and right tackle. They're already missing their left tackle and the market heavily opposed those teams and was right by, by a lot. Um, I don't know if I should update upgrade the Raiders. I don't know, because I think that they had a pretty solid matchup, but um, the Rams are certainly better with John Wolford at quarterback than they were with, um, Perkins like I I don't think that's a a question after watching the game today so Seattle Rams was six and a half today Mm -hmm. yep Seattle on the road I don't change the Rams too much off of today the Raiders I probably have but coming into the week I had them about a point worse than Seattle now I'd say I'd, I'd maybe lean towards a half of a point so I was thinking around six for for where I'd probably open this game. Okay, so we're we're generally in the same I same um, range here because I was going to say five and a half with almost the exact same logic that you had. Um, my personal numbers, if I had to line this game today with my own personal numbers, not market ratings, would have been Raiders four and a half today as well, and market I think five and a half. So I'm going to say that you do have to upgrade the Raiders a little bit. And the, the sentiment, like the general sentiment from betters is that a win over the Chargers is meaningful, regardless of the fact that they were favorites. So I'm going to say that the Raiders open six and a half. Um, I do think, though, that it's very unlikely that it goes to seven. I agree with that. Yeah, If it I does, I feel like the Rams would get bought pretty quickly, right? 
Probably. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't see this going to seven and staying there. Um, maybe somebody early in the week buys on the Raiders, but I don't think it stays there. I agree. So th- we're already like Eric guessed in the chat Raiders minus two and a half. I think that's wrong personally. No offense, Eric, but I do think that's wrong. Um, Randy says, I'm going to have to think a lot about betting Rams plus six. If it gets there, like, I think it's, I think it's going to be there. Like, I think you're not going to have to, I mean, I, I maybe I'm up to lunch, but um, it's a McDaniels on the road on a short week. I know I'm, I'm in the same boat as everyone else here and that I'm going to have probably the same decision. But I think like the fact that we're talking about whether or not we can pull the trigger with the Rams at six or six and a half is exactly why that's where the number needs to be. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, total. So today, I so we were opposite ends of the total today, the Rams, uh, Seahawks. I bet the over forty-one, different numbers. You bet the under forty-two, and you didn't have the the um, the knowledge of the Aaron Donald injury at the time that you made the bet. I did. Um, I I think that like we're gonna see a total in a similar range, but I think it's wrong, probably. So. Do you think it's 42, 42 and a half? Or... I, think, I think 42 and a half is like probably where we see it. But I, I think that's, I think it will get bet up. Like I think I people are going to watch the Rams and realize like this is somewhat of a competent offense. And it, you people might say, oh, it was just the Seahawks defense. Well, it's just the Raiders defense too. Like it's not like it's a massive upgrade in defense. Um, so I, I think that this will probably end up like closing around 44, the total. I agree with that. Yeah, I'd probably I think it's gonna open 42, 42 and a half is probably more likely, but that's in that ballpark. But with the same sentiment that it's gonna go up, it's not gonna go down. Uh Ada Hef says Rams side correlated with the over. Do you agree with that? Because you, you you usually wouldn't say dog with the over, right? No. Um I, I mean, are are you saying that? because it's the Raiders defense being bad and the Rams are undervalued, it turns into a shootout. And that's why you're going to correlate the two. I, I don't No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't see this particular situation that way. Agreed. I think the Rams have a better chance of covering a low scoring game than a high scoring game personally. Yeah. Okay. Games where the, they don't get, get into the end zone much like field goals, things like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to grab a pen and actually make notes of these numbers this week. But you know what? This pen doesn't even work. Unbelievable. The one pen I have in front of me is is dead. Uh, okay, the first game. Oh, baby. Here's where we get to start. Restore the roar. The Detroit Lions hosting the Minnesota Vikings. December 11th, 1 p.m. I have a lot. I, I could say a lot of things about this because I'm constantly wrong about this. Huh. Somebody pointing out last week that my mouse didn't work and now I don't have the, the pen. Mouse is working. It's charged. <laughs> the optical mouse is charged. It's got the light. Uh, yeah, just uh, there's all sorts of pens in this room. I just don't want to get away from the desk. Be very unprofessional. Um, okay, I like the va- I like to market the. It's not market the market. I like to value the market. So I have a general idea of where I think like the market sees these teams. And 
I think that going into today, based off of market power ratings, Minnesota would have been a two-point favorite at Detroit. I'm not saying I agree with that. That's what I think the number would have been going into today's games. Okay, I would have had two and a half, um, okay. but okay. So, so in that general ballpark, yep. the Lions are getting upgraded because they just absolutely spanked the Jags. Whether or not you like the Jags, the Lions played a very complete game today. And Minnesota, even though they won, like are people, what do what does the average person take away from that Minnesota game? Like you're not upgrading Minnesota for that win, are you? No, no. If anything, I think they, if the way that the market moved this week too consistently, um, I mean, the Vikings are where, like they're at a, they're probably just out of your top 10, like in a group between 11 and 15, 14, I'm guessing. In, Did they in just my, miss your in my personal In my personal ratings? Yeah. I'm embarrassed to tell you where I have Minnesota. They're what, lower 17? than 17? They're, 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 they're right in around that range, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They're not, I mean, they're I, not, a, they're not a 10 and 2 team. They're like a 6 and a half win team. They're like a 6 and a half to 5 and a half. That's the thing. Like the, the, the actual record is irrelevant here, right? The market continues to grade them in that top third, and I don't see it that way. But I definitely undervalued the Jets too, which is why I still took the Vikings today. So that's that was my gripe. I don't think it's necessarily me overvaluing the Vikings. I think it's me undervaluing the Jets. Anyway, um, I, I think probably the Lions get upgraded maybe a point, maybe they're two and a half points, maybe under league average, something like that. Yep. And if you have the Vikings just at league average, what is it? You make it one Vikings one. So one and that's, where, that's where the chat seems to have it. What we got Minnesota one fifty one. We got Minnesota minus two. Um, I'm going to say that it's Minnesota minus one because you get a, an upgrade for the Lions, and that the Lions catch money and close as a favorite. I would not be surprised if that's the case. Now, there's there's other things that play into this here, because the left tackle for Minnesota, Christian Derrissaw, is a very good player, has been out the last couple of weeks. If he were to return to the lineup, that's 100% having a spread. He's a spread impact player. Left tackle on a you know, on a team that passes the ball a lot, but any, any good left tackle is a spread impact player, period. So that's one. Um, Detroit activated Romeo Aquara back on the defensive line. He did not play today, but he's now back off of IR, can play. He's not going to have the same impact as Derrissaw, but if he's in, that's big. So you do have things at play here that can swing it one way or another. But if it was just as constructed today, Derrissaw is out again next week. I think the market is going to come in on the Lions. I do. We saw, like, think about how this week played out. The Jags caught early money. As soon as limits went up and up and up, the Lions caught the late money in that game. Same thing with Jets, right? Jets didn't move off of three, but it got to like three minus 120, plus three minus 120 on the Jets today, right? So I think there was a little bit of of market um, resistance on the Vikings and a little bit of, uh, like a favorable move on the on the Lions, so that's where I'm getting at. Um, this is not me and my personal opinion on what the Vikings are. I think this is generally how they're going to start to be viewed a little bit more going forwards. 
Yeah, I think they're probably at that point where they're exposed, for lack of a better term. Um, it, it'll show the more and more. I mean, if they're going to continue to give them the rating that they're giving them in the market, it's going to be hard to take them. And I probably have the total of 51 and a half. 51 and a half. I'm a little bit higher. Uh, where did I, I make? Yeah. I think it goes up if it's a 51 and a half, to be fair. Um, I just thought that's probably where it would start. Yeah. Uh, which tab did I make these numbers on quickly? Just a, a walking disaster right now. Um, I made the total 52 and a half. So not, not that much higher. And then I actually don't know where it's going to go one way or another. I just don't see, um, I don't think people are going to be in a hurry to bet this under. Let's put it that way. No, I think it would probably settle at your number. Fair enough. Okay. We're in the same ballpark again on that game. Uh, moving on. So the bills return home on extra rest. By the way, we didn't talk about this at all. Cause it was a Thursday game. Like that, that, that closing spread did not make a whole lot of sense. Bills Patriots. I was going to ask you what you knew that I didn't know um, just in general, because I kept waiting, 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 letting the market develop. And then I was like, all right, three and a half. I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. Um, so like my thought is that people might've just been concerned about the flu situation for Buffalo and that's it. And like, they just didn't want to get involved because Buffalo had a flu bug going around. That's what I think the early move was on. Um, Joey Toons, I think, took the Patriots early and mentioned that the flu situation in Buffalo camp. I just feel like nobody wanted to buy back on Buffalo because of that risk. And I think that's where you just end up with a spread on that game, the way the way it was. Okay, uh, I'm at a lo- I'm at a loss for any other explanation, really. Yeah, I listen. I I was happy. I I, t- I took it and ran. Got it. Okay, Buffalo Bills returning home. And they're taking on the New York Jets with the Iceman, Mike White. What did, I'm trying to remember what they closed at the first time that they played. Buffalo closed double-digit favorite on the road. I think it was like 11, something like that. No? Am I out to lunch? Pretty sure that's what no, I think you're. I think it was 10 and a half, 11, something like that. Yeah. And... That was on the road. The Jets at that point were probably two and a half or three points under market average in terms of their perception. Buffalo is maybe a point or two more. We got some guesses in the chat. Bills minus nine, total 46. Jet Blue Amigo, Bills minus six. Jet Blue Amigo, if you could be my bookie, I would go lay Bills minus six like without even thinking about it right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. I I, by the way, I don't, I don't mean to be like I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding around. By the way, don't want don't want people to be too offended. This is a guessing game. I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of at what point would you stop 
auto taking the bills in is that nine or nine and a half? I mean, 10, I think everybody takes the jets nine and a half. I think it's a little bit still jets. And then nine, I think is like the sweet spot, but that's, that's me. Um, I'm, I'm in the exact same range as you. Like I would probably just put out a nine and a half and see which way things go. I, I could see, honestly, um, I see a very divisive opinion on this game. Personally, I think that there will be a camp that really likes the bills and there will be a camp that likes the jets. I, I, I don't think that, I don't think people know what the jets are right now because of the uncertainty around Mike white. And I think people are willing to take stances on that. Um, so I'd put out a nine and a half. I think that's just a good number, honestly. Like, I think you, you could entice action from either side at that. Um, and then the total, like it's, it's tougher to do jets totals now because their offense is way better with white. Um, I would say like, again, it's a December home game in Buffalo. I'm assuming that it's not going to be like, you know, we're not a huge snowstorm or anything. Like I'm assuming it's just a cold winter game. I'm going to say 44 is the total that's put out there on a key number. I think it's more likely to go up than down. So I have 44 and a half as a total. So it's not obviously not crazy, but um, I think it's a number where people will be a little bit hard pressed to go hard one way or the other. But I think it's more likely to go up than down, providing the weather is fine. Yeah. I did see the way that the market moved Jets Vikings this week as there was a, a pretty big spike, but then a buyback on the uh, on the under. I don't know there if that's are... something that you saw and, and noticed this week. I did that. I did notice that as well. So you have like differing opinions on that as well. I, I just think that you introduce a quarterback like Mike, Mike White two thirds of the way into the season. Um, nobody really knows what he is, right? But people want to bet the games and everybody has an opinion. So it's very, these are much more difficult to um, to determine which way the number is going to go. Um, in terms of injuries, nothing of significance for the Jets today. Buffalo, I mean, Vaughn Miller's on IR. Uh, they might get Deion Dawkins back on the O-line, which would be a big upgrade for them as well. Um I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that's like, we, we got the range pegged and that's, that's yeah. about it. Okay. Um, Steelers hosting the Ravens. I'm going to make the assumption that Lamar Jackson is not going to play for this game. Uh, Cause I don't think he's going to play. I think it's very, that he will based off of the fact that Harbaugh called him day to day or week to week. That sounds like he will miss at least one game. Um, I think if Lamar Jackson was playing that the Ravens would be a three and a half point favorite at Pittsburgh. So I think this is, do you agree or you disagree with that? Three and a half or four, uh, okay. no more than that. Yeah. And I might be a little bit higher on Pittsburgh. So yeah, fair enough. Um, I think now we just have to determine what we think the market thinks is the downgrade from Jackson to Tyler Huntley in this game. Um, Huntley did not look good today. Came in a little bit cold, but I don't know that that's an excuse. I'm almost certain the Steelers are going to be favored 
if Huntley starts. I this is where I I struggle. I have a very very well. I struggle a lot of places. Um, trying to replace a very specific type of a quarterback too, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, what's the most that we typically see on a quarterback? Seven points or so, roughly. Like that seems to be the the peak. So we've seen a few more. Like so, there's been Mahomes to um, to Chad Henney. I, I think we saw like a nine to 10 point downgrade on that one a few years ago, but like, that's the peak I think is like nine to 10. Yeah. I think love to Rogers was seven or eight last week or last season. I don't know. I think this is five or six that, but I don't, I don't know enough to feel super, super comfortable, but if it's five, then, you know, it's the Steelers minus one, minus one and a half. Right. Um, Randy says the Ravens might be down to their third string left tackle. I didn't see anything about Patrick McCurry getting hurt today. Uh, okay, I guess he got hurt during the game. I didn't read about anything to do with that. So that's something to take into account as well because that would be a big-time issue against TJ Watt on that defensive line. Um, yeah, I, I think the Steelers are going to be like two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. I mean, I, th- I think they're going to get a pretty solid amount of money if it opens at one and a half, just based on uncertainty. Um, if it's two and a half, do you think it stays two and a half, or do you think it comes back the other way? I personally don't. I think it would it would stay in that range. So and I think, maybe go to three, like a three one hundred. I think the market has been slow to catch up to Pittsburgh, honestly. Um, yeah. And I don't know that they're there yet because I don't think a three-point win over Atlanta is going to – people are going to be excited about that all of a sudden. Pittsburgh moved the ball up and down the field. They just kicked a lot of field goals today is what happened at the end of the day. Uh, and I do notice in market, we do see a lot of backing the quarterback, like the backup quarterback in their first start. We see the market tend to move towards that team. So um, I say Baltimore is more likely to take money. Not that I necessarily agree with it. Okay. Total's tough to do, but it's got to be in the 30s. Like it's coming down, like this is like a 38, something like that. Yeah, Atlanta-Pittsburgh closed 43 indoors in Atlanta. Atlanta is not a good defense either. Um, I mean, at 39, I probably would look to take the under. Yeah, uh, I, I feel see like I feel like the Steelers' offense is is undervalued, but I don't know that the Ravens are the defense that they're going to be able to like move it on. And we we have seen them just struggle to punch it in, whether that was the Colts last week or uh, or the Falcons today. But I, I do struggle with that. Um, I, I'd probably open it to thirty eight and a half and see where it goes. I honestly don't know, um, but that's that's what I have in my head. Yeah. I'm good with you there. Um, Patrick says, anything to take away from Lamar and Huntley having almost the same QBR last season? Uh, I would say that QBR is not predictive of future success. I'd be looking at other metrics. And also, Lamar Jackson has a much more established sample size than Tyler Huntley does as well. So that would be something that I would just keep in mind. Um, I don't know how many dropbacks Huntley had last year. I'll look it up quickly. 
So while, while you're looking that up, this is something that we didn't really talk about that I thought was one of the surprising things of the week was that the total in the, the Broncos-Ravens game climbed from 38 all the way to 40 and a half, 41, depending on where you. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. I didn't get that at all. I figured there was just something that was so outrageous that I didn't know that I couldn't pull the trigger this morning, but that was like, what? I, I didn't get it. It, it was like it, if it was because Jerry Judy was back for the Broncos, then like, <laughs> I, like I, I, do people like it's it's, it's the same quarterback throwing to him. It's unfair for me to say this because I had nowhere near the amount of money that I was supposed to have on that under for very similar reason. I get I, I just like everyone else, or not like everyone else. Some people are immune to this altogether, but like I don't like when a number gets pounded opposite of my numbers. I get, I tend to be like, okay, you know, what does somebody see here? And I start to do some digging into it. Like the Broncos never score. All of their games are in like the, they've played one game with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback that exceeded 38 points. One game. It was week four. It was against the Raiders, uh, 33 to 22. Aside from that, they consistently cannot score and they consistently play good defense. Uh, I didn't get that whatsoever. So, um, so if it opens 38 and a half, I still don't know what happens because I, I don't know what happened today. Yeah. Agreed. It's a, it's difficult to say last year, Tyler Huntley, 258 plays 43.8% success rate. Uh, Lamar Jackson had about double the plays and his success rate was 49.6%. So we're looking at about six points percent higher, which is significant. Uh, Huntley had a negative EPA per play, Lamar Jackson 0.084. Those are what I'd be looking at instead of um, QBR. All right, keep it moving. Uh, Divisional battle, NFC East. The Eagles hit the road, travel out on the road to take on the New York Giants. Are we just like done on the Giants now? Can we admit that not not that you've been a problem with this, but just in general that they are not a good football team. Like they are really at the bottom, you know, probably bottom five, maybe them Atlanta close, but. I don't know that I have them that low, but I definitely don't have them. Like, I think the market still thinks that they're better than they are. Um, Like I, Maybe not. Actually, the market like really pissed on them today, right? The commander today they, two and a yeah. half. Um, I don't. I I think the Giants are better than. Let me let me phrase this correctly. Don't like the Giants on paper. Don't really like their quarterback. Don't really like their defense. I think that they're a well coached team that is able to keep themselves in games because of that. Like there's something outside of something above them. Is this a mismatch? It's a huge mismatch at home to the Eagles. Big time. Yeah. Um, the only thing that the Giants do have going for them, which did not help, help the Titans today in any way, shape, or form, is that the Eagles have struggled a bit against the run, and they do have Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much that's – going to really matter i i look at it as a very similar type of situation as we had today um i mean i have the giants just better than the bears panthers rams and houston's in its own tier um 
right in the same level with the Falcons and the Colts and maybe Arizona, but I, I have Arizona better than the Giants. <laughs> Eric, oh, God. What's the score now? 47-19? What did I miss? 47-19 for, uh, yeah, it just seems like Matt Ryan is getting destroyed. I don't know why we thought this game might be any different. Is that another touchdown that's happening right now? 54-19, yeah. Uh, incoming. Um, <laughs> the Colts are hilarious, man. Matt Ryan is hilarious. Um, okay, so here, Eagles-Giants. Giants in particular, their their defense was on the field for 41 minutes today. They played a ton because the game went to overtime, ended up in a tie. And on top of that, Washington had the ball for the vast majority of the game. Um, they're still a pretty banged up team. They had a ton of injuries going into today's game. I don't know if that improves next week, if they get uh, Adoree Jackson back at corner, uh, potentially another offensive lineman. I think Shane Lemieux, like one of their guards, is still injured as well. But I almost think this number just has to be seven. And then, like... The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It can go anywhere from there. But I honestly think that even though like it's, it's a steep price, but I, I don't see a lot of market interest in backing the Giants in this game. No, which is why I was thinking closer to seven and a half and see where it goes. Because I think if I think you'll get interest for the Eagles at seven if it opens there, um, unless there's some injury help coming back and, and the wide receivers in this case, I don't think matter. So um, I'd say seven and a half and I don't know which way it'll go, but I, I'm leaning more towards that it would go towards eight than it would back towards seven. I, 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 so I, I'd say I'd throw it a seven. I would be more, I'd be more surprised if I got Giants money than the Eagles money. Um, the total, though, I have no idea what to do with because I think the Eagles can hang a big number on this Giants defense, but the Giants like exclusively play these games that are in the low 40s all the time. Like it's like so consistent with them the entire year. So this is where I have trouble coming up with the total on this particular game. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Commanders Giants closed at 40 today. It has, it has to be much higher than that because Philly can score a lot more than the Commanders can. Yeah, and I'm trying to think through 45 Titans-Eagles closed. I think the Giants offense is significantly worse. Not significantly worse, but it's noticeably worse. And but their defense is worse than Tennessee too. Jeez, this is a tough one. This is actually a really tough one. Uh, Eric in the chat says forty-five and a half. That's kind of around where I think it probably will be. Maybe a bit lower. I think that might be a little bit too high. Hmm. Wow. No. I think forty-five is the number. I think it's a good number. I don't know what I would I mean, take at that. 
Yeah, I, I'd, I'd open it at 45 and see what happens. Um, I, I don't like going lower or higher enough where I would put a, a hook on it to see if I could draw money in one way or the other. So, I mean, but I'm, I'm a little lost on this one. This is, this is tough because, like you said, almost every Giants game ends up low 40s or yep. worse. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson hits the road again, I guess. They played a road game today. Um, Browns at the Bengals. AFC North matchup. Um, so based off of what I perceive the market perception of these teams to be, um, I think the Bengals, if they hosted the Browns today, would have been roughly a four and a half point favorite. Oh, are you okay? Okay, were we different um, on that one? Not tremendously. Uh, I was three and a half to four. Um, today if it would have and and now i'm i'm kind of lost because i don't know if the browns are going to get downgraded the Bengals would definitely get upgraded but i don't know how much um so we're we're it's not that we're far off on what it would have been today i just don't know how hard it's going to go so Bengals get upgraded man like see it, it it's almost i have no idea what to take away from the browns nor do I know what other people are going to take away from the Browns. Is it like, was it the, it's the first game. There was some rust. They'll get better. It's Deshaun Watson at quarterback has to be an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Or is it like a scenario where no, like we're downgrading the Browns. Their offense looked horrible. Like, is it one of those? And I, I don't I don't have any idea personally. I mean, just some of the throws that I saw Deshaun Watson make today. I can't imagine that that's going to, be what you see going forward. I mean, you know, rust was something that everybody had on the table, reasonably so. I don't think that's who he's going to be going forward. So, any stock put into the fact that the Browns absolutely wrecked the Bengals on Halloween night? Eh, not a ton. I mean, that's it's not noise, but how much signal is really in, you know, that kind of a small, small sample. But that so that first game did have a little bit to why I was more like three and a half, four going into today than now, to be fair. But not much more than that. Um, I don't know. I, I really have no clue where this is going to open. I don't feel good about anything that I would I would put out. Um even if I move the Bengals up and, and I think you rank the, the Bengals higher than I do and, and higher than the market, but you're probably right. Hard to what, say for do, sure. Do you think they're three and a half points better than the Browns on a neutral? Uh, let me see what I had going into today. Um, going into today. No. Because going in today, I had him about two points different. I'm roughly in that range. So now I'm thinking three or two and a half to three is probably the new number. So today I'd open it at four and a half and see where it goes. Okay, so I'm different on this one. I, yeah. I, I think so. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong. 
Yeah, normally when you say that, uh, I'm normally the one that's wrong, just to be fair. We need, I, I, can we get our producer to track this? Um, yeah, we could. We could. Jason could track it. Um, I'm, I might be out to lunch, but I feel like even though the Browns win in a blowout today, it was like so ugly that they almost get downgraded for that performance and the Bengals get upgraded. Now, we might end up with the same thing here, and I'll explain why. You're going to send out a four and a half. I'm going to send out a six, but I think that there's going to be Browns money at a six. I just don't think I could send out four, four and a half in that type of range without Bengals getting bet hard at that number. That makes sense. I could see that. Um, and, and just for anybody listening, this is not a game that I have any confidence in. So don't take action off of this potential, like, oh, this is going to move to whatever. Not on this one. No confidence. I have confidence in one thing in this game and it's wherever the opening total is, is going to get bet down. It's very, it's very rare. I would say that without a number, but I think that the Watson performance from today, coupled with the fact that the Browns defense has had Burroughs number for his career. I think this, this total is going to be in the upper forties. And we'll take money to the under almost instantly. Yeah, it's definitely going to be in the upper 40s. Um, I don't remember what they opened at the first time. Yeah, neither do I. Get checked out really quickly. Anybody in the chat know when that game was? That was a Thursday night game, right? Or no? Did you say was Halloween? Monday night. Monday night. It was Halloween night, yeah. I remember the um, – yeah. I'm almost certain it was Monday. So it would have been week so that- eight. <clears throat> Bengals closed three extra juice. Uh, 45 was the total. It landed 45. And it mm-hmm. opened higher. And I don't remember if weather was a factor. I don't think it was. But it opened 47 and a half, and it came all the way down to 45. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it probably still opens like 47 and a half. You, okay. you might be right that it gets bet down, but that's. Well, that's lower than I would would have thought, to be honest. Like I was thinking uh, this it, almost certainly had to be in like 49, 49 and a half range. Let me. So Brown's Texans closed 46, came down. So it that one went up and down 45 to 47, back down to 46, 47 and a half. I think it even might have gotten to. Or, yeah. And what are the Bengals? Yeah, you're right. This has to be higher. This has to be higher. I'm very interested this week in a lot of these games because it can really go so many ways. So many ways. So probably it opens 49 and a half, and I agree with you that it gets bet down. I don't think it gets I don't think it opens 50, but I guess it hypothetically could. But I do think it gets bet down. I, I do agree with you. All right, AFC South. Couple disappointing teams today. Titans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I can take a stab at this one first because I think I have a good read on this one, and I like to okay. take a stab on the ones that I think I have a good read on. I think Titans minus four. Some interest in the Jags at that number. 
but maybe just ends closing at four. And I think total 42. Okay. I had Tennessee three and a half thinking okay. it would get bet in your direction, if anything, to four. Um, but maybe this is a situation like we had with the 49ers where I was just way, way wrong on that and which way the market, you know, perceived. Um, total, I haven't given this one a ton of thought. Tennessee, Philly, 45. Jacksonville Lions, 51 and a half. I don't know, 42 and a half, something like that. Okay. Very close. What did you um, say? I didn't even, I was 40, 42, busy. 42 for me. And I don't think it gets bet up. I think it goes down. I think I'm going to galaxy brain myself into betting the Jags next week. You have to, you might have to talk me out of it. Yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be rough. Um, after this week, that just, that was pain. Just pure the, pain. The, the Titans, like their defense is banged up. Like, first of all, Traylon Burks got concussed today. I, I did forget about that, that. That was like, my God, what a, a brutal hit that was. They're already missing Danico Autry, Elijah Molden. Uh, Christian Fulton got hurt today. Obviously, like Caleb Farley on IR. Uh, David Long got hurt today. Like Tennessee is the Tennessee's defense is like nowhere near what they could be at full capacity. Man, God, I don't know if I could stomach that. I know I I, I feel pretty confidently that the Titans are going to open up in like the four range. You might be right, three and a half, juice three and a half, something like that. But like, God, are the Titans a team that's going to win by margin? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel good about it. it just feels like a, t- a game that's going to play tight and. Yeah. Jacksonville's just so inconsistent. They're just so fucking inconsistent. They're painful, man. They're they're pain. Like the, the what kills me about the Jags is I think the Jags are terrible. They do not pass the eye test for me. And then I bet against the Jags and then they beat the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like I I don't want to say how. It's the NFL. We know how, but um, I okay. talked myself into it this week. How could the, how can the Jacksonville Jaguars? How can Trevor Lawrence, who like you said, they just beat the Ravens? Um, everybody told me I was an idiot in the chat, not in the chat, in Twitter for you know posting a somewhat negative post about Trevor Lawrence. I didn't even say it was terrible, and I just talked myself into it. And then they put up fourteen today against the the vaunted Lions defense. Oh man. Uh, ugly one. And speaking of ugly, it's a battle of Texas next week. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Houston Texans. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cowboys game has now gone final. Final score, 54-19. to The Cowboys outscored the Colts 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter. 
of this game. Um, how can the number after after this Dallas primetime win, and after the Texans being like complete shambles, how could this number be south of seventeen? Serious? I don't question. know. I don't think it can. I, I don't think it can. I'm I'm with you. I think seventeen is probably the number. Um, like, I mean, like, it's, it's what, what do you need to take the Texans next week? Let's start there. Like, I like I like to play this game. What do you need in the chat right now? If someone said, what do you need to take the Texans? I'm booking this number no matter what, but you can't back out of it. What's that number on the Texans? Eric says 21, Texans 2021. 2021, something like that. Um, okay, we got a 26. Well, I wouldn't number. love 18 it. 18 and a half. Dan has got some balls. 18 and a half, 21 and a half, maybe. Um I would probably take, oh God, I, 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 I don't know that. I was going to say 21 and a half and then I thought about it and I'm like, no. Like my number might be less than that, right? Like when I model the game, it might be 17, it might be 17 and a half. That doesn't mean I'm going to go bet 21 and a half. Like the Texans could be so much worse than I even think they are right now. Like it, it's one of those where with each passing game, the model makes them a little bit worse but like it might not be catching up to how bad they are quick enough. Right. Like it's, a, it's, it's too much of a lagging indicator. Like it's right. just not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Like I keep downgrading them every single week. This is ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what this one opens up at. I, I think. So with what Dallas just did today, and Houston's performance today, how much has your number changed versus what it would have been coming into today? Um, prior to today, I would have made Dallas minus 15.8. Okay. Good point that the Eagles game is on deck for the Cowboys the following week. That is a good point. Nope. Never mind. He's wrong. <laughs> Never, Never mind. mind him. Dan, um, you're going to hear about this on Tuesday. Never let. We'll never let you live that down, Dan. Um, Cowboys schedule. So it's Texans, and then it's the Jags. Following week. Yeah, I mean, I just I throw out 17, and I think it probably goes to 17 and a half or 18. In all honesty. Um, I don't even know what to make a total. How do you make a total in a game like this? Um, what was the what was the the Texans uh, Browns total today? It was forty six? Yeah, that's what it closed up. And then so the Colts I, Cowboys was forty four and a half, which the Cowboys beat on their own. I think the I think forty six the Browns total is a good indicator here because I think um, the Dallas defense is better and the Dallas offense is better um, by roughly the same amount. So I'm going to say 46 as well for the total. I, I I mean, the likelihood of me betting this game is next to nothing, but it's got to be, I'm going to say, I, I don't even know. I don't think it's south of 17, man. I think it's got to be north of 17. Who the hell is betting the Texans if this game opens like 16 and a half or something like that? So do you think it opens any higher just because, and I, Listen, when we start doing the show, I can't watch the game anymore because yep. it just takes up all my internet bandwidth, which 
I need to fix. Um, that's beside the point. So I didn't see any of how the second half played out at all. Offensively, it's a Texans just can't score. I mean, they can't do that either. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, the Colts the Colts had five turnovers, so that contributes to the fifty four nineteen. And there was a couple of defensive touchdowns sprinkled into there, but okay. Yeah, I'm just going to open it at forty six, and I'm moving on. We've spent too much time on this game. Way it's too much funny. Time. It is. Um, okay, this game's been flexed to Sunday night football. Um, got the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa, Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, picked number five and six in the draft a few years ago. Um, they say Tungavailoa had got an ankle injury. And I mean, if for those watching on video, I'm doing the fake like the quotations, ankle air quotes, in, air quotes. <laughs> thank you, ankle injury. Um, I think they were just probably saving face and just wanted to take him out of the game so he doesn't get hurt. My personal thoughts, maybe I'm wrong. Um, It's a miracle that Justin Herbert's not coming in with an injury because his O-line is an absolute disaster. Um, It's tough to determine where this is going to go. I can give a number on the game, on the game, and I think it moves purely based off of injury news. Because you have key pieces missing on both teams' offensive lines. Okay. If you if you get Teron Armstead news and he's in, Miami takes money. If you get news that Corey Lindsley, Trey Pipkins are back on the offensive line for the Chargers, the Chargers take money. That's what I think. Personally, I'd make Miami a favorite on the road here in the range of two and a half. And then see what happens. Yep. Nothing different. Um, weirdly, uh, it looks like the Bucks are now minus three plus a hundred at Circa. I don't know if this is right, but that's odd. Uh, I see that as well on my odd screen right now. And Pinnacle just ticked down to three and a half even as well. So, so there's some Saints money coming in while we we're recording the show. Yes. Interesting. Um, uh, total. Give me your total, and I'm going to insta-bet it. All right. So Chargers Raiders was 49 and a half, which came down. But I think it's your point. It came down because of, of injuries. And fifteen and a half. and a I'm betting over. Okay. I thought you would. Um, if, if it's, if it's south of 51, I like the over, but this is like, again, dependent on O-lines. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to take an over in a Chargers game where they're missing their offensive line. Which is reasonable. But if, if these teams are healthy, if this is a game where we get to Sunday night football, it's the Dolphins with Teron Armstead at left tackle. And it's the Chargers with Corey Lindsley back and Trey Pipkins back. There's this game is going to have 88 points in it. Could. These QBs just want to outdo one. I'm going down narrative street here. These QBs want to outdo one another. Fourth down gambles. Mike McDaniel went for it on his own 18-yard line today. I absolutely love that. I didn't see that. I like it, though. 
it was a fourth and one. They went for it and converted. Um, you would have seen it if they didn't convert. I'm sure you would have heard about it. You don't hear about it when they do convert on those. These two defenses are pretty, pretty bad too, to be fair. Um, you know, I, I actually think people over have been overvaluing Miami's defense up until now. And I don't know if that's because of quality of competition or whatever, but I don't think they're a very good defensive team. Mm. This, I, is, this game's got fireworks potential. It does. Uh, I, I have Miami's defense as 17th in the league in my own personal rankings. The Chargers are 20, 20, 24th for the Chargers. All right. Well, I'm a little lower on each. The Chargers actually like are not good. I had such high hopes for them this year. So like one little mini thread that I posted today, what are your dumbest futures bets of the season? Like what, what, what hasn't panned out at all? It's all been Colts. It's all been Matt Ryan, AFC South. Like, and I think Matt Ryan probably should have retired today during the game. If he did, we, we, I think we might've witnessed his retirement in tonight's game. We, yeah. Um, involuntary. Uh, but the chargers were another one. I just had such high hopes for them this year to, to be much better than they were. So here's the thing. I know injuries, but this is a pure neutral fan perspective. Okay. I don't like saying stuff like this because somebody's going to dig it up in three years and call me a complete idiot, but I'll say it anyways. I think Justin Herbert is a much better quarterback than Tua Tungavailoa. I think Tungavailoa benefits from his system a lot and from an elite coach. I think Mike McDaniel is fantastic. I would take Justin Herbert over Tua any day of the week. But Justin Herbert's team sucks around him. The defense sucks. Mike Williams out again this week. Offensive line's terrible. Coaching downgrade from what my... Like Miami is better everywhere else. And they will likely win the game. And it will likely be a comparison. And like a... Chargers made a mistake with Herbert type of situation when in reality they did not. And that's what I'm not looking forward to at the end of, we'll be talking at the end of this game next week. And that's going to be the narrative. Herbert was my MVP bet this year. My lone MVP bet. Can I tell you, 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 you posted this on your Twitter, right? Of like, let's, let's hear the worst MVP bets you made. I'm a, I'm a transparent guy. Deshaun Watson got traded. I immediately went and bet him for MVP. It was like 80 to one, not thinking that he was going to get suspended because I didn't think about it in the moment. It was just like pure reactionary, but that is by far the worst bet I've ever made. (laughs) Like literally 0% chance of winning. Yeah, that's up there. Um, But you know, value price value. Deshaun Watson gets traded. Of course, they're going to go bet that right away. I went and bet it immediately. Immediately. But, you know, that's just a situation. All right. Let's move on. What else we got? See some some bad bets in the chat right now. Um, Okay. Carolina Panthers coming off the bye. They go out on the road. They take on the Seattle Seahawks. These are some horrible uh, bets in the chat, by the way. I had Broncos to win the Super Bowl from the Russ News. 
Oh, I hope man. you were able to cash that out. <laughs> uh, 80 to one ticket on Deshaun as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jamison Williams, offensive rookie of the year. That did not stand a chance. Yeah. So this game has to be at least a touchdown, right? Oh, keep, keep going. Keep, talk to me. So I have it at eight, but I feel it's, like that's too little. Here we go. Sorry. I'm, I'm chewing candy because I'm diabetic and I'm, my sugar is low. So I got to keep the sugar up. Um, this is, this is our discrepancy of the week, Clive, me and you. All right. We have one every week. This is the one. I think the market's going to be nowhere near your number. You think it's going to be higher? Lower. Way lower. Like people, six and a half? People's the, – the, the, the Rams covered today, by the way, against the Seahawks, so it was the right side. I was actually floored that that got bet through seven, down to six and a half. I didn't think that was going to happen. Aaron Donald out. Just the entire situation that you have with the Rams. The market does not believe in the Seahawks anymore. Period. I think I that not. this I think this number is going to open six and a half Seahawks, and it's going to get bet down a ton towards Carolina. Like closes four. Whoa. Wow. I'm I'm not saying these are my numbers. I get it. No, I, I, I think the market, the market has completely lost faith in Seattle and you get Carolina off a of bye week. It's probably Darnold again. I don't think it'll be PJ Tucker if he's healthy, but I think it's Darnold again. And I think people talk themselves into Carolina here. I could see it. I, I don't know that I agree with it, but I could see that train of thought um and at eight i don't feel like i would feel good about taking seattle i'm not saying that either but wow all right um at what number would you auto take seattle um i haven't done my numbers but probably a four all right so that's the same number i would have come up with for for that question and what number would I auto take Carolina? Probably 10. Carolina is very hard to value with Darnold, right? Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty sizable enough sample last year. I don't know any of Carolina's other injury situation, though, to be honest. I don't remember. Um, and I don't know. No, did um, who'd no, Seattle lose big. today? Kenneth Nothing Walker. big for Carolina. Seattle lost Kenneth Walker today. Yeah. I, I'm just, this is, this is my, this, my spidey senses of the market. People are going to talk themselves into Darnold being fine. I'm not saying that that's right. I think Darnold is dog shit, by the way. Don't think it's happening ever for Darnold. Don't care what the situation is. Everyone has always made excuses. Oh, he never had an O-line. He never had a coaching staff. It doesn't matter. Guy's not. He's a he's an NFL backup. But, like, look, it's, you know, it's right here. Darnold's the most competent QB and actually gets the ball to DJ Moore. I already see it happening, man. It's, it's already happening in the chat. It's, it's already happening, happening right in here. the chat. It's happening in real life. 
Hawks I, defense I'm, is almost non-existent. Boom. I mean, I, I, I get it, guys. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but this is the sentiment now, right? The Seahawks are a fade in market, and Carolina is a play on because of Darnold and the bye week. Darnold anytime touchdown. Darnold, Darnold first touchdown. Uh, is Darnold or Baker better? I think Darnold is better than Baker. That doesn't, by the way, that's not like supporting the, like, this doesn't mean Darnold is good. This just means like you got, you got, you know, kitty litter and horse manure. Like, which one are you taking type of situation? Do you want to die by fire or do you want to get burned to death? Like, or, you know, drowned? Like, which (laughs) one do you want? Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to say Seattle seven and then I'm going to just wait for Carolina to take money and then I'm going to take Seattle. Fair enough. I don't know that that's going to happen, by the way. I'm wrong many times. I thought Miami was going to take a bunch of money this week. Just kept going. Four and a half, five, you know? That's true. I do think without, I mean, definitely without um, Aaron Donald, I was probably on the wrong side of the total uh, today. So 41 was probably a little too low. Um, Yep. In retrospect. I mean, Carolina and the Rams probably are around the same offensively, perception-wise, after this week. Maybe, probably, something like that. Yep. With the Rams having a, a slightly worse defense, I think that it's probably 41. I'm, I'm going to pitch higher, but I always get Carolina totals wrong. I always come in lower than market on Carolina totals. I don't know if you have the same problem. I show an edge on Carolina under every week. I, I make this like between 42 and 42 and a half. I probably send out like a 42 and a half, but I, I, I just, I've been consistently low on, on Carolina totals. Yeah. If I downgrade Seattle's defense too, it probably should go to 42 um, or at least 41 and a half. I'll split the difference. I'm going to say 41 and a half. But you're okay. right. I think it. I think it goes over. It gets over money, not under. I think you're probably right. Seattle's just viewed as an over team. Although today, not because of the Rams, but I, I like. I think Seattle's an over team. Um, we're gonna skip Tampa Bay and San Fran because Tampa Bay hasn't played yet. San Fran is probably Brock Purdy starting. Don't even want to start with that. Monday Night Football is going to affect that way too much. Um, so we're gonna skip over that one. NFC West, AFC West, excuse me, Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. I don't change KC in the the market. For those in the chat, really quickly, uh, for those in the chat, I want to know what number you need to take the Broncos. We played this game last week, and I want to play it again this week. What number do you need to take the Broncos? You're locked into a bet if you're given that number right now. Let me know. Go ahead, Clive. My number, 14. <laughs> I wouldn't feel uh, good about it, but I would take it. That's that we're, get, we're getting in the chat. So we got 13, 14, 13, 16 14, 14, 16 and a half. Um, need 14 and a half. Yeah. So this is like, this is helping me set the, the line in the game, right? Um, God, God, um, 
I think. He's well, what do you have it on a neutral? Ten, ten and a half, something like that. I'm, I'm a, I was a little bit lower than that going into this week, but like everything, each passing week, the Broncos are not as bad as the Texans, but they 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 have they, ha- they give me the same vibe. Where on a weekly basis, I watch and I'm like. I haven't downgraded this team enough, but they covered the spread again. Like they covered the spread today. They were eight and a half point dogs and they lost by a point. Like, am I going to downgrade them for that? How do I? It's the same thing. Their offense sucks. Their defense is really good. This is going to be a hard total. I didn't even, I haven't made this. I haven't looked at this yet. This is going to be a tough total. Tale of two, the best and the worst offense on earth. Um, all right, so then what What do you – if you have them today, nine and a half on a neutral, I don't know how much you give Denver home field. I think if the game was played today, if we if we forget about KC losing to the Bengals, forget about Denver keeping the, the game close against the Ravens, I think if the game happened today, that it would have been this – and this is me, my perception of the market, okay? It's not my own personal numbers. I think the Chiefs would be a seven and a half point favorite next week. But people watch another game of Denver where their offense can't do anything. And now the, the they're getting downgraded, period. Whether you, whether it's right or wrong, more people just like they're done with Denver. So I think the number is a little bit higher than that. Eight and a half, something like that. But I think the Chiefs are going to take a bunch of money. Like I, I think it's, this is the week where instead of the Broncos, like, there, there, there was no support for the Broncos today against the Ravens, like none, right? That number just kept drifting higher and higher. Even Broncos players were coming back at wide receiver. The number just drifted towards rape. Like we didn't see market support for Denver. They're like a dead team in market. I think this is going to open at like eight and a half and just keep flying. Nine, nine and a half, 10, 10 and a half, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because I mean, before today I had – roughly nine points different market rating on a neutral. So I would have been at seven and a half and I probably knocked down the Broncos with full point. Like they're, they're at that point where I just, I, I don't think I knocked them down enough week in and week out. Any, uh, any credence to um, you put any stock into this is the Broncos Super Bowl? The same people that told me that there was the Texans Super Bowl today. Yeah, let, let, let's ride. Um, um, who, who, what did I say? I said it was Joe Burrow revenge game today. That was one of my yeah. chat. <laughs> um, this, by the way, I we've done this show now for well, the entire season. I've never been less confident about predicting a total than I am about predicting the K- Kansas City Denver total. I have no clue what this total is going to be. Forty-four. Nah, forty-three and a half. Nah, fuck. Actually, I don't. I, I still like, don't know. I, I, I like this because as you 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 give out numbers in my head, I think about what I would bet. If you gave me forty-four, I would bet under. It it yeah. sounds painful because of Mahomes. But my God, do like do the do the Broncos score ten points in this game? If they do, it's like a fumble six or something stupid. What's the most likely final score in this game? 
Well, the seventh most likely scorer in football is 24-21. I learned that from Darren Ravel this week, so that was important. It's, I mean, we're all <laughs> learning from Ravel on a daily basis. Uh, we have our own Ravel at the at the Hammer Betting Network. It goes by Alex Moretto. Ravel 2.0. <laughs> Um, what is he's going to absolutely hate me. I hope he's not watching live. Oh God. So what is the most likely total? See, this is right. So jet jet blue amigo right here. In my opinion, the most likely final score in this game is 24, 13 Kansas city, but the total cannot be 37. Imagine not like smashing a Mahomes over 37. Yeah. I mean, what did I say last? This is what I wrote down last week for the other game. I, I put the number, and this was not injuries, nothing like that. This is what I had last week, and we can check it back on tape. 37.5, Baltimore minus 8.5. Half of that I got right. The yep. other half went in the other direction for some stupid reason. I don't know. So I yeah, I don't know why. So if I still go off of that premise based on how much better I think Casey's offense is, then in all honesty, the total should probably be 40.5 or 41. I just can't see a KC number going out at that number, if that makes sense. So that's where I'm confused. I think a total is going to be go out really low, and it's going to get bet over like it was like Denver Baltimore was this week, because it's going to be like totals forty. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like you should never be a game of forty. That's what people are going to say it's Mahomes. They could score forty themselves. You know, you never. So I think the total is going to be 40, and it's going to get bet over. Yeah, I'll go 40 and a half just based off of just numbers alone. And can we get Jeff Benson on the call and see, you know, because this is a trap. I know this is a trap. We're trapping everyone. We're trapping everyone. They're going to, everyone's going to be like, how could, how, could, how could they set the total this low? With the greatest for, quarterback. For Patrick Mahomes. Honors, for Patrick Mahomes, and they've set the total like this. This total should be 47 Instead of 40, so I'm taking the under. <laughs> when, when is he on the show? Uh, I got Jeff Benson lined up for Circles Off. So um, it'll be in the very near future. He will be on Circles Off. For all of you who are watching, make sure you subscribe to the Circles Off channel on YouTube. Seriously, go click subscribe. I'm making sure that the follower account goes up tonight. Need some, need some more followers for Circles Off. Um, what do we got? One game left: New England, Arizona. Is that right? We do. We got Monday Night Football: New England and Arizona. Arizona coming off by. Uh, Arizona had a some injuries before the by. Oh, so many of their players are on IR, right? Like DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, IR. Uh, Rondale Moore was out. Byron Murphy was out at corner. Uh, but is New AJ England- Green okay? Yeah, oh, man, AJ <laughs> Green. That guy looks like he's running in cement. See, I, like. The AJ Green I remember, it's so sad. It's so sad when players deteriorate like that. It's kind of like Matt Ryan. Like I'm watching Matt Ryan yes. now. I'm like, it's it's just sad to watch. I really do prefer now, I think, when people leave too soon as opposed to to too late. Like maybe Calvin Johnson's a little too soon, but like go earlier than late because this is you know, gonna affect what I remember. That's that's what Andrew Luck did. That was way too soon, Andrew Luck. But, like, yes, I agree. I mean, it's like Barry Sanders retired in his prime, basically. You know, I grew up a huge Barry, fan, Barry Sanders fan. Something um, about Detroit. 
Just saying. Yeah, they. I mean, it's Kanish. Kanish lives in the city, and there's nobody wants to be around him. Basically. Yeah. Um, New England. Jacoby Myers got hurt last game, Thursday night football. They were missing Jalen Mills. Uh, they were missing Isaiah Wynn on the offensive line. So there's going to be some injury stuff that plays into that comes into play here. Um, I could take a stab at this one because I I feel pretty good in my numbers. Um, I think this game is going to open as a pick with a total of 44. I think the Patriots are going to take money, and I think the total is just going to hang right around 44. Okay. Um, I mean, I was just going to open the the Pats a slight favorite at, at minus one, so nothing really. It's it's the same premise. So instead of the open pick, yep, you know, I um, I, I I said pick just because I think like the, the the Cardinals get upgraded for the bye week. I mean, it's a little bit offset because the Pats are on extra rest too. Like they've got the Thursday, but I I think that just like plays into the narrative a little bit or whatever. Um, by by the way, this comment made me die of laughter. <laughs> Belichick versus Kingsbury needing Arizona to win. What could possibly go wrong? I'm going to say something right now that not a lot of people are going to agree with. Sad to say it, but when you talked about like players watching them deteriorate, I'm watching Bill Belichick deteriorate right in front of my very eyes. He's definitely not the same coach. Definitely. I'm seeing a lot more and maybe this is a function of obviously having Tom Brady. I heard he was good. Um, just a little bit too much of a defensive offense. Yes. yes. Yep. That's it. I it's it's like this conservative nature now. Like the be, the best game Mac Jones. Like granted, it was the Vikings Thanksgiving, but Mac Jones looked good in that game, and they let him throw. Like they didn't they didn't run the offense like it was like we're going to pick up four yards at a time. That's what I'm always scared about with the Patriots. Yeah. Um... Take uh, what's the right word? Just just let him go a little bit. If he fails, he fails. Like your offense is so bad as it is. Like it it's your expectation is worse the way you're calling a game now in New England. That's just my opinion. Um, I've seen more New England games than I wanted to. Sorry, Dan. Um, I'm gonna get shit for that on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but. They, they need to open up the playbook, and if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. But if you're trying to win football games, you, you got to do a little bit more than what you're doing because you're never going to beat a, a good team. You'll beat the bad teams this way, maybe. Yeah, nah, It's hard to watch. Mike Patricia, Matt Patricia, is a D coordinator playing OC. Maybe it makes sense why they're defensive. He's also a rocket scientist. Yes, he is. Brancelier. Confirmed. Very- Guy can build rockets, but can't call an NFL offense. Sad to see, really. I don't know what job he's going to have next in the NFL. It is sad to see. What were our major discrepancies today? We were Seattle, Carolina. Big difference on the spread. Um, do you got anything else marked down as a major discrepancy? Uh, you had Cincy a little bit more favor than I did coming into the week, but we kind of were going to end up at the same number. Yep. Um, I, th- I think it was that total where I was higher than you. I think you were like around 47, 47 and a half. And I was like 49 and a half, something like that. Cleveland, Cincinnati. There was that. Yeah. 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 
But other than that, I don't think anything crazy this week. No, not too bad. Not too bad. We didn't. Right. I didn't come up with a total for this game, did I? Shit. No, I just said forty-four, and you just nodded in approval. Yeah, that's just me hating New England. Um, <laughs> this is all right. Uh, eh, forty-four. It is. What do I know? Um, I, I would need too much time to, to think of this. But what what kind of bugs me about that though is, I mean, New England Buffalo closed at forty-four or forty-three and a half. I feel like it should be below that. Hmm. So that's what I was kind of looking at. Um, you do though, like Arizona's good conditions, like indoor, fast track, shit defense. But their offense, I don't. I, I just have Buffalo's offense too much more. So it wasn't like I was going to knock it down a ton, but I, I was thinking more like forty three. But okay, not a. I, I got to put out a number. Forty four like, number. Yep. yep. So that's it. Okay. That's going to do it for us. For more NFL content, tomorrow, noon Eastern time, the same game parlay is back by popular demand. Crabs bets, DGen Weekly, they're going to make a same game parlay for Monday Night Football. People seem to love that content, so we're doing it, and we will do it well here on the Forward Progress channel. If you do enjoy our content, please, please support. Hit that subscribe button. Smash the like as well. I'm back on the Hammer Betting Network tomorrow night for Monday Night Football. It's myself. It's Eric Eager of Sumer Sports. We're breaking down Bucks and Saints pregame, halftime. Make sure you're subscribed to the Hammer HQ on YouTube as well. Thanks for all the comments. Love it. A lot of fun. We do love it. Appreciate everyone. Good luck with your bets this week. Hopefully you gain some insight. This has been Forward Progress here on the Hammer Betting Network. Peace.